Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, February 11th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. Yes, you are. And don't forget, you can head <laughs> to our there's, Patreon. There's no lying about it. There's no, there's no question you are Ashley Steves. I appreciate yes, it. Sure. <laughs> um, you can always head to our patreon.com slash Broadway radio uh, because you should. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. If you're not on there, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> Like, yeah, get it together. Get it together. How? When's the last time I talked to you? Like uh, Sunday? Uh yeah, Sunday night from Monday show. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Your back's feeling better. <laughs> My back is feeling better. Yeah, no, it is because as we discussed before, we started recording all of last week. I was in like excruciating pain, um, and where I was like laying on my floor weeping, and then by the time the weekend was done, thankfully, like everything started to realign itself, so I could at least work without questioning my whole existence so that's nice only part of my existence anytime i have back problems i just assume i need to like fart like I, that's very I, I fair can't. well see i have Do you know upper, what i mean no yeah absolutely because i have like upper back problems i've had uh, like mm-hmm. chronic upper back pain for about three years this was like completely out of nowhere lower back pain so i'm like something is wrong with my body because i usually despite the fact that i work a desk job do mm-hmm. not usually have lower back issues so it's like all right i'm dying my appendix is about to burst something is wrong. <laughs> just, just, just my luck. Oh, perfect. Well, I hope that it clears up and yeah, uh, I guess we'll get we'll get started with some news. So Amber Ruffin, I was literally when this came out today, I was so I started smiling. Nobody was near me. I started smiling <laughs> like by myself, which is creepy. Um, but it has been announced that late night starlet Amber Ruffin will join Matthew Lopez and collaborate on the book of Some Like It Hot, the Broadway musical adaptation. In this rendition, they will be reimagining Sugar, played by Marilyn Monroe in the MGM film, as Black. They weren't totally clear clear on most of the articles that came out about this today that that was always the plan but just so you guys know that was always the plan so the creative team also includes songwriting duo mark shaman and scott whitman who previously musicalized the creation of the 1959 mgm film let's be bad from the fictional smash musical (laughs) bombshell Mm, i know and director choreographer casey nicola Famous for what? Oh, I don't know. The Book of Mormon. The Prom. Something Rotten. Everything. Other things. Everything. Uh, everything. Uh, mean Girls. Uh, not one, but two. Mean Girls. Three girls. I guess it's three. Anyways, the musical four, now aims three, to... Four, four, yeah. Four, five, six, depending, seven, eight. Depending on you know, what point of the show you're in, I guess. Oh, oh true. So the musical for uh, some like a hot now aims to premiere on broadway in 2022 uh in the early months of the coronavirus shutdown producers uh neil Maron, also a smash veteran and bob winkle of the schubert organization announced that the show would scrap its previously announced out-of-town tryout in chicago so it was originally slated to begin this march lol and um open directly in new york thereafter in the fall so uh if you guys don't know anything about um amber ruffin she's also known uh on late night uh, her, her, she has her own television series. Um, she also was a comedic writer for uh, Seth Meyers for many yeah. years after she auditioned mm-hmm. for SNL. And they were like, "We need more black women." And then they auditioned like Nicole Byer and Amber Ruffin. And yeah. then they were like, 
we're not going to hire any of you. And it's like, okay. But Seth Meyers was like, you're really smart. I want you to write for me. Think, and that's how she, I think yeah. she was with Leslie Jones at least. So I think at least of that whole batch, you know, they hired one person. They went with Leslie Jones. Uh, they yeah. could have hired more than one. All, all I'm yeah, saying. Amazing. Um, so <laughs> Amber Ruffin was also a member of Sacred Fools Theater Company, where she performed a serialized version of King of Kong, a musical parody, a two woman show parodying the documentary, The King of Kong. Um, it subsequently uh, appeared in 2014 at the New York International Fringe Festival, and it won Best Overall Musical in 2014 and the 2015 Hollywood Fringe Festival, where it won Best Musical and Outstanding Songwriting. So I say all this to say that, like, she's not a total wild card to be right, included in right. this Absolutely not. <laughs> writing process. Like, she literally has written musicals and musical parodies. Um, and then, of course, you can also stream the Amber Ruffin show on Peacock, which uh, was just greenlit for a second season on the Sweet. NBC streaming app. Um, additionally, you can listen to her interview uh, that I found completely delightful with uh, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers of Los Culturistas. Sweet. I highly recommend that. Very but cool. uh, Ruffin's involvement kind of signals like a departure from the Billy Wilder source material of the yeah. film, uh, resulting in a new take that the writer calls honestly groundbreaking. So the character of Sugar, portrayed by Marilyn Monroe, as we said earlier, will be reworked as Black, and her racial identity uh, provide will provide more than an opportunity for colorblind casting. We don't uh, endorse the term colorblind casting. I just want to say that, but that was a quote from their team. Sure, sure. Um, I am <laughs> I'm excited about her involvement. I'm excited about, you know, the quote-unquote groundbreakingness of it. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> some like it hot because it, yeah. it, when it's the same conversation that we had around Titsy and the whole mm-hmm. man in a dress for laughs thing. Uh, and I just, you know, this seems like the exact wrong time for all of that. I mean, this is in 2022. Assumedly, you know, let's, let's assume that we're going to be out of the pandemic and back in theaters maybe November of this year. So this is going to be one of the first shows that we have when things come back. So unless there's some major source material edits, I just... Well, then I just go, why are you doing it then? Exactly. Because I think that, that the whole point of... It. Yeah, because I think that the excitement behind Some Like It Hot, which you and I could get into it about like the problematic nature sure, of sure, the sure. source material. But I think that why it's so iconic is because you've got Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, and then Marilyn Monroe in this yeah. comedic farce. Like what what makes that movie great is that all three of those people are incredible to watch, right? Right, right. So <laughs> you're going to make a musical and then be like, all right. But here's the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just go, okay, well then, can you do something else? Like, is it that hard? It's because seems, the whole selling point for exactly. some like it hot is is the Marilyn Monroe two yes, guys like yes, aspect of it. Yes. So. Yes. So first of all, your casting is going to have to be spectacular because there's always going to be that comparison to it. Second of all, I, you know, it all comes down to to me, you've got this incredible talent behind it, mm-hmm. creative team behind it, um, regardless of opinions of specific <laughs> individuals mm-hmm. of it. Um, but like, if you're going to have all that talent and assuming the talent on the stage as well, mm-hmm. why would you not just invest, you know, divest those resources into something more interesting, better, yeah. more fitting, something that, you know, 
when we come back in 2022, <laughs> right. oh my God, uh, I, this isn't the musical I'm going to be lining up to see. It just isn't. And they, you know, yeah. that could just, I could be in the minority there and I'm fine with that. I'm very fine with that. Yeah, I think that it'll just be. I'm just curious. I'm curious now with this announcement what that's going to mean. So I'm curious, but we will keep you guys posted. Um, but before we get into the rest of the news, we're going to take a second and talk about our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So I like streaming TV shows because I truly have no other option for entertainment these days. Mm-hmm. And when I do, sometimes I take my shows into the bathroom or the bedroom or the kitchen. And that means I have to use a VPN that works on all of my devices in all parts of my home. And ExpressVPN does just that. Yeah, I am notoriously a watch things <laughs> in the bath person. So I am absolutely that person. The problem, though, is that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit. So depending on the material you're watching, you don't really want them to know that. What's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. However, our lovely sponsor, ExpressVPN, puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your online activity can't be seen by anyone. You can use ExpressVPN on all your devices so no matter what room in the house you're on, if you're in the bathtub, if you're in bed, you can use it on your phones, laptops, routers. Everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN and it is easy to use. You just fire up the app Click one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, countless others. We are not the only ones who are saying it. In fact, we are probably the last people that you should trust, (laughs) um, but you should definitely trust those people who know something about something. Yeah, so if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio today and use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio, and you can get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. So let's 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 keep going. We're gonna keep going down the what? The yellow brick road. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) So this pandemic. Could not get weirder. And we're going to get another weirder thing, which is another Wizard of Oz film. And I know what you're thinking. Want this mess with Over the Rainbow, the anxiously anticipated Julie Garland, Judy Garland musical that focuses mainly on her father's closeted life? Well, who knows? Um, but here's some information about the movie remake we've just learned about. So Nicole Castle, who directed episodes of Watchmen on HBO, which I kept telling you guys, I need you to watch it, mm-hmm. and The Leftovers, which I think Matt likes. Doesn't Matt like The Leftovers? I'm not sure. Matt doesn't watch a lot of stuff uh, that's not like The Masked Singer so uh, or sports. Oh, right. So I don't right. know, but um, you should be watching The Leftovers is pretty much the point. The point of this, yeah. So Nicole Castle directed some of that, some of this, um, and she's uh, directing an adaptation of L. Frank Baum's beloved book, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. So Baum's story has been retold and retold and retold and retold and retold and retold and retold. And retold. Um, the most memorable classic is, of course, the 1939, which, again, arguably is the best year in film. At me if you don't agree, but it definitely is uh, starring, of course, Judy Garland. So New Line promises this upcoming film will be a fresh take on Dorothy in the Land of Oz, adding that it can draw on other elements from Garland's Wizard of Oz, like the prized ruby red slippers. So Nicole Castle, here's uh, what she had to say. 
So while the 1939 musical is part of my DNA, I am exhilarated and humbled by the responsibility of reimagining such a legendary tale. The opportunity to examine the original themes, the quest for courage, love, wisdom, and home feels more timely and urgent than ever. So my question is, will this be a remake of the famous 1939 film or are we just going to get the Wicked musical film remake? (laughs) Oh my god! It will, you know, just, will we get wicked? Will we get <laughs> which, wicked? Which comes first? This? Which comes first in the in yeah. the lineup of Hollywood films? That's a very mm-hmm. good question. Probably this, honestly, at the rate wicked's going, very most likely. I don't know about this yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess you know this is another situation of the original is so iconic that. How do you start to adapt it, remake it, whatever? Uh, it, it, yeah. it seems very, um, odd to do this. And I mean, it's going to have a lot of eyes. It's going to have a lot of eyes on it because Wizard of Oz is one of the most iconic, influential movies of all time. So it's, it's going to draw unfavorable comparisons i'm sure but i'm willing to give it a chance uh talking about nicole castle watchmen and the leftovers are two of the best shows on television and obviously she's not the only person behind that but there's not a bad episode in either of those shows no but i'm also like who who was like, hey, 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 what if <laughs> we honestly, re- remade honestly, everyone's favorite film? Honestly, like, well, who, who, who said that? Like, who brought I, that to New I, Line? I, right? I, you know, I'm not, um, I, reboots, or not even reboots, but I mean, talking on television side reboots, but remakes exhaust mm-hmm. me anyway, because again, you're going to have those unfavorable comparisons, and it's just, it's a losing battle either way. Um you know, there's the difference between, you know, The Wizard of Oz and The Wiz, where you're completely doing something different than the material. So is this going to be mm-hmm. essentially a remake of the 1939 film? And why would you even try to live up to that standard? Yeah, I think that it'll be interesting. It will either be a true adaptation of the book, which will be completely different than the film, yeah. or it will be a remake of the film, in which case... Suck a nut. Okay, so let's go on to the next part of the news. Tony Winner, Ruthie Ann Mills, Mark De La Cruz, and Stephanie Sue, and more Broadway alums have joined the lineup for Unremarkable, um, starting streaming uh, March 7th, the digital variety show created by queer Asian American musical theater writing team Melissa Lee and Kit Yan. It begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys need to tune into this. So as anti-Asian American sentiment rises, artists are finding ways to combat this with interesting and entertaining stories. Um, Asian Americans often are facing racism and xenophobic hate crimes, uh, especially in New York City at an all-time high, rising 1,900% um, and are the, of course, third largest racially targeted group behind Black Americans and Jewish Americans. So we are just asking that you take some time to uh, reevaluate how you Mm -hmm. um, ingest and support Asian American musical theater at this time. Highly recommend Unremarkable. So we also got a briefing that um, Governor Andrew Cuomo has announced that New York State will build off of the success of the Buffalo Bills pilot plant, allowing all large stadium and arenas to reopen later this month on February 23rd. Yikety yikes. Um, Fans will be able to attend events at these large venues if they can provide a negative test from within 72 hours. And the plan also involves capacity restrictions 
uh, with venues holding more than 10,000 people, limited to just 10%. Uh, Brooklyn's Barclays Center had already been approved for reopening on the 23rd for a Nets game against the Sacramento Kings because, of course, uh, <sighs> and other venues uh, will first have to submit their own reopening plans for approval from the State Department of Health. So they have to actually have a reopening plan themselves right. uh, that they have to submit before they're even allowed to reopen. We're not sure what this means for Broadway. I will say this is f- frustrating, but I, you know, because we're nowhere near ready and the Super Bowl yeah. still has me angry, like several days later, that there were all those people mm-hmm. in a stadium in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I will say, as far as like NBA games, that was like the most last year of anyone that had actual seasons that was the most successful <laughs> group yeah. w- with their bubbles um so if we're gonna do if we're gonna see anything and do anything you know that's where it's at no one yeah. else seems to have their shit together yet so um i'm <laughs> i'm not happy about this but what else is new yeah In other fun COVID news, um, the federal government has set up the Shuttered Venue Operators Grant Program. And while live venue operators affected by COVID-19 distributions um, should move quickly to apply for these grants, the grant process is really confusing and tedious, according to city officials. Shocker. Mm. Um, This is where the uh, city's initiative is coming into play. So Curtains Up NYC offers free application assistance for city businesses and nonprofits connected to live performance sectors applying for these venue operations grant program. So Curtains Up NYC will provide free webinars, one-on-one counseling to help local live performance industry get federal money for this grant, um, which is like a pool of $10 million. So according to the city, the businesses listed below uh, qualify for this grant. And that means theater producers, live performing arts organizations, museums, zoos, aquariums that meet certain guidelines, uh, movie theaters, and talent representatives. So we're excited that there are going to be people that help this process. Yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) Because we want to reopen, but we want to reopen safely. Um, So in our feel-good recommendations, you guys, it was uh, Miss Alice Walker, uh, author of The Color Purple's birthday yesterday. Yeah. And in honor of that, the Grammy-winning The Color Purple cast album will be released on purple vinyl via Broadway Records. Um, They've just announced they're doing this special edition release. How amazing is that? I love that. I'm a sucker for, like, limited edition vinyls. Especially when it's purple. Yeah. Give me any colored vinyl you have. I don't care what what it is i just it, it looks cool you, you, you'll get have, me to buy it every time do you have like a, a colored limited edition vinyl from someone oh god i've got uh, well this is the thing like a lot of broadway things when they came out like a lot of broadway vinyls are mm-hmm. i don't know if they're limited editions but i know hadestown is red which is yep. beautiful. Oh, I've got a limited edition um, Elton John that's Goodbye Yellow oh. Brick Road that was uh, yellow. And I don't know if it was that way originally, but the one I have is limited edition, so I'll take it. <laughs> that's fancy. No, yeah. mine's not. I don't think mine's limited edition, but I have um, a Josie and the Pussycats, the Ooh, film album nice. record right. that is purple. It's also purple. Oh, so, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, but... The album that they're releasing is, of course, the 2015 revival with, like, Cynthia Revo, Jennifer Hudson, Danielle Brooks, like, 
it's it's going to be beautiful. So if you don't already own that album there, even if you do, you can pre-order it now. Just make sure that you head to uh, Broadway Records as well. And then lastly, um, if you guys remember when A for Audra, the adorable children's yes. book came out, there's going to be a follow-up book, which is B is for Broadway by John Robert Allman. So the books are just kind of like a first step to make sure that young theater lovers are carefully taught about um, these iconic uh, people in the theater. So um, if you don't already have the first book, A is for Audra, it's like the perfect gift it's to amazing. give someone. It's so yeah. good. It's so, <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah. But B is for Broadway will be released October 12th via Doubleday Books for Young Readers, and it's already available for pre-order. A portion of those proceeds, however, will go to the Actors Fund. Go buy it. Go buy it all. Buy it all. (laughs) I love supporting people. Of course, uh, remember to go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. Yeah, support them, too. Yeah, get... Give everyone your money. Um, (laughs) You can go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. If you still have money left over, you need to go to Patreon if you're not already a Patreon. Yeah, I mean, Uh, you should do that. Do that first and then give your money around to everybody else that we've mentioned. Yeah, we literally, like, artists, we're we're always starving and hungry. It's Mm -hmm. literally our go-to. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Broadway Radio. Thanks for listening of course to today on broadway uh like i said follow us on our, all of our social medias because i'm doing that and <laughs> it's annoying and adorable but you can follow me on twitter at grace akichan and on instagram at gracie Aki. ashley where can people stalk you <laughs> you can find me on instagram oh my god i forgot my own sign off that's cool <laughs> oh boy it's one of those weeks folks you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley amazing thank you guys so much and we will see you tomorrow tomorrow. 